0: Hello everybody, Teddy Solomon here alongside Jabril Taha and Stanford men's basketball team manager Els Boone and welcome back to the Stanford Daily Men's Basketball Podcast. We have a lot to talk about today and when I say a lot, I mean a lot. The most games we've ever had to recap on this podcast. Uh, We weren't here last week, but we are back and we have to recap five games today Preview two more that are coming up in the week ahead and then talk about the big picture, where Stanford basketball, Pac-12 basketball, everything is at right now at this point in the season. And I think we should hop right into it and start out with that game against USC that feels like it was quite a long time ago at this point. Jabril, can you give us a quick recap of that one?
1: Yeah, well, certainly top five USC uh, ranked number five at the time, coming into Maple Pavilion, empty Maple Pavilion because of COVID restrictions. And Stanford went toe-to-toe with them. USC at times looked like they were going to pull away. Stanford always found a way to bring it right back. And in the end, they went on a late surge. And that was only needed to come out with a huge top five win, currently a quad one win. That might change because USC is on the border of falling out of the top 30 in the net but just a gigantic win on their home court overall. Spencer Jones, 21 points. Harrison Ingram, 21 points. Fantastic performance for those who they did a pretty good job against Isaiah Mobley, Mobley, only put up 16 points. Seven of those were from the line. So really just an overall excellent game from the Cardinal. Uh, They shot 10 for 24 from three. Uh, I didn't even think it was Stanford's ceiling. I thought they could have even played better than they did. Uh, But, yeah, they limited the turnovers to only 11, and they found a way to get a huge, huge win.
0: And, Ellis, what were some takeaways from that huge victory against, at that point, number five USC?
2: Yeah, you know, heading into that game, USC is a team that we, all three of us, talked about. Not as impressive as a lot of people around the country think. They were not really deserving of their number five ranking, and Stanford kind of showed that. Nevertheless, it was a huge win for the Cardinal big momentum booster win and it propelled them into the rest of their week um and it really was just as Jabril kind of mentioned it really was just the Spencer Jones and Harrison Ingram show both scoring 21 points no other player hit d- double digits James Keefe had a solid eight points Brandon Angel also eight points he's had a strong season so far um yeah it was just a big win for Stanford they were able to limit Isaiah Mobley a lot he only had 16 um and he really didn't even it didn't feel like at the time that he even scored 16 so uh, Stanford carried out the game plan got a big win
0: I honestly don't necessarily think this is going to be that big of a win come the end of the season, but regardless, you make a big statement when you beat a team that's ranked in the top five, whether they deserve it or not. And uh, I personally think they didn't deserve it at all. I don't think USC is very good. Uh, And there's a reason on that podcast, and you guys know, I am wildly maybe overly pessimistic about this Stanford basketball team. Uh, And I said, so that first game against USC, weirdly, I'm very torn on it. And there was a reason there. I think USC is not very good. Not that surprised that Stanford won that. But the biggest the biggest thing coming out of that game is Spencer Jones having such a phenomenal game, going eight for 15 from the field, 21 points. He's one of those leaders that needs to step up. Jaden DeLair did not do so in that game. He did not have a big game. But, uh, but having Spencer Jones and then Harrison Ingram also having a big game alongside him, was good enough, uh, good enough for Stanford to be able to pull out the victory and make a big statement to people that Stanford can play with anyone maybe. Uh, I I don't necessarily think that's the case, but I think a lot of people may perceive it that way, having come out of that game. Um, And then that takes the Cardinal into this road trip against the Washington schools, first on the road against Washington State, pulling out a five point victory. Ellis, can you give us a quick summary of what happened in that one? Yeah, basically, first half, it was all Washington
2: State. Things were not looking good for Stanford. Second half, they turned it on. There was a very large double-digit minute stretch where Washington State didn't even score a point, and that basically allowed the Cardinal to get the win. Spencer Jones, 16 points, Jaden Delaire, 14, and then Brandon Angel, 16 off the bench, two for four from three. It was a good performance in the second half for Stanford, and they got a huge win. Washington State, a very respectable team in the Pac-12, um, and I don't know if a lot of people thought Stanford was going to win this heading into it, They survived the USC hangover, got another big win.
0: And Jabril, what were some thoughts coming out of this big victory on the road against the
1: Cougars? Yeah, well, they started getting blown out early in that game. It looked like it was all going to go downhill pretty quickly, but Stafford found a way to get a gigantic comeback, a gigantic 23-0 run at one point, taking the lead, taking a big-time lead. And then almost choked it away at the end. So it was a lot more nerve-wracking at the end than it should have been. Uh, Stanford fans are very much used to that uh, given what's happened the last few years. But yeah, Stanford clearly needs to improve on end-of-game situations. But luckily, they built up enough of a lead and Washington State just went completely cold. Obviously, credit to Stanford's defense, but that was some unsustainable poor shooting from Washington State. Stanford got a little lucky there. But yeah, yeah. Stanford needs to work on their in-game situations, but nevertheless, a gigantic quad one win that'll probably hold up the rest of the year as a quad one win. Yeah, uh,
0: definitely impressive to win on the road against Washington State. I do think this was a pretty lucky victory. I don't think you're going to find the Cougars playing like this very often, just going so cold on the offensive end and having, what was it, like a, a 23-0 to run uh, from Stanford. That is absolutely absurd and, and really something that, Kyle Smith's squad is going to want to look back and be like, we never want to make this happen again. Noah Williams not having a good game at all. Uh, Talk about the opposite of what happened last year when uh, they were missing Isaac Bonton. Noah Williams absolutely went off last year. um, Scoring six points in this one, and Washington State still almost won. Uh, Very bizarre. Never really thought you'd have a game where Noah Williams and F. A. Abogidi combined for eight points, and it's a five-point game. Uh, But that's what happened. Regardless, a win's a win. You win on the road in what I personally think is a more impressive victory than beating USC, or at least it will look that way by the end of the season, in my opinion. Um, But coming off of that Washington State game, then Stanford goes and plays the team that is considered generally to be worse than Washington State, and that is Washington. Again, on the road, and this time, Stanford doesn't have that same kind of luck coming up just short. Um, and, and really trying to make a big comeback. But, Jabril, what happened in that one that got it to where it ended?
1: Well, Stanford couldn't figure out Washington's zone, and they just had an embarrassingly bad first half, found themselves down 20-plus in the second half to a Washington team that, frankly, is not that good. And Stanford has ta- is more talented everywhere on the floor, essentially. Uh, maybe some of it was fatigue for Stanford. From having three games in five days but the fact that they surged in the second half makes me think it wasn't so much fatigue for Stanford. uh the 21 turnovers for the Cardinals is just unacceptable and we just see that way too often in the past few years and that's ultimately what sunk them here uh, definitely a questionable review call that the ball did not that they ruled the ball went off spencer jones when it very much did not look like it went off spencer jones it went off the washington player but enough said there's no no one's fault is this loss except for the Cardinal themselves. So this was a game they really, really needed to win, and that, I think it would have gotten them on the bubble if they had won this game. Uh, Washington's teetering on the edge of that net ranking of 135, so this is either going to be a quad two or a quad three loss. I think right now it's a quad three loss, which is not good for the resume, but, yeah, a game that Stanford was just incredibly sloppy in, and one of those classic games in the last few years where Stanford finally gives you some hope pulling off two straight quad one wins. And it all crumbles to bits with an embarrassing performance. Ellis, what did you think of this close loss against
0: Washington?
2: Yeah, Jabril basically hit all the talking points you could cover for this game. The Washington trip was a tale of two comebacks that ended very differently for Stanford. Against Washington, they were down 18 at halftime. You really cannot be down 18 to a team like Washington. Um, and then they were able to come back, made it a close game. Jabril mentioned the controversial call with Spencer Jones touching the ball. Uh, towards the end there, but you just can't find yourself in that hole and be forced to come back like that, Uh, especially when you're a team trying to make it onto the NCAA tournament bubble and you just had two very impressive quad one wins over USC and Washington State. Another thing I want to highlight is that not a single starter scored in double digits. Brandon Angel had 13 off the bench, then Lucas Casunas with a double-double off the bench, which is not something you see every day. Um, But still, it just was not a great team performance. As Bill mentioned, they could not figure out the zone in the first half. and They looked like a very sloppy team out there. Very disappointing loss, but team moves forward and we'll see what happens next.
0: Right. The bench outscored the starters 38 to 26. That's a little bit weird for this Stanford team. Spencer Jones scoring only three points. Jaden Delaire scoring only five points. Michael O'Connell scoring only four points. These are the guys you need to step up because they're the they're the the non freshmen the guys who are supposed to be stepping up as leaders. Brandon Angel slowly but surely seems to be filling that role as well. And um, that him coming off the bench scoring 13 points, going five for eight from the field, he's been a really really good player recently. Uh, better than I probably thought he would be coming out of his uh, his freshman year. But overall, a loss you really can't afford against a pretty bad Washington team. Uh, but looking at these three games. I can't say that there's there's that much of a difference between these teams. I think that USC Mm -hmm. may be the best of the three. Washington State's probably second best with Washington being the worst. But it's not that surprising that the games were so unpredictable because uh, there's not a lot that separates them. And I think any of these four teams, Stanford and these three teams, could beat any of the others. So uh, sort of sort of typical of the Pac-12 eating itself up. So then we'll just move right along because we have so many games to recap here. It takes us into the fourth game that we've got to talk about, and that is Stanford versus number three, Arizona. Ellis, tell us a little bit about what happened there.
2: Yeah, I think the story of the game against Arizona really was that you had a top five team coming into Maple Pavilion, a team that's probably going to go very deep in the NCAA tournament, and Stanford just didn't look like they belonged in the same court as them. Uh, Arizona's outclassed Stanford in every way. Umar Ballo scored 21 off the bench. I think that's a career high for him. I don't know if he's ever scored anywhere close to that ballpark, Um, but it just was not a great day for Stanford. I don't even know if it's necessarily something that, like, Stanford didn't do well. Arizona's just so much better than them at the moment, Um, and we'll see if that gap gets closer and closer as the season goes, but it's not looking too likely right now. That's all I have to say, really.
0: Jabril, thoughts on this blowout victory by
1: Arizona? Yeah, Arizona's one of the best teams in the country right now as of recording uh, they're number one in the net rankings they are elite they're, you, they are a level above ucla in my opinion levels above usc and oregon in my opinion uh they, as else said they're probably going to make a deep tournament run but we know flukes happen there um i thought it was especially disappointing that Azolas tabelas for arizona went out of the game with only after only playing seven minutes and stanford really couldn't get anything going uh but as I said, they didn't look like they belonged for the second time this year. You saw that second half against Baylor where they got outscored. I think it was 52 to 20 or something. Stanford's just nowhere near these other teams in terms of the talent level right now. Um, they have a long way to go if they want to have national title aspirations. Obviously, that's not the reasonable aspiration for this year. It's just to make the tournament. But yeah, Stanford, it just shows you once again on their, yes, there were no fans, but this was in Maple's Pavilion. So Stanford just completely outclassed in every which way by Arizona.
0: Yeah, an absolute mess in a game against, I agree, a very good team. I think Arizona is definitely a national title contender. Uh, I'd probably call them the favorite right now, in my opinion, just having watched teams uh, around their level like Gonzaga. I'm not totally sold on them. Uh, so Arizona is a super good team. There's no question about that. But still pretty, pretty embarrassing loss. Just absolutely blown away, losing by 28 with Tubelus and Coloco not playing very much in this one. Uh, So Arizona just absolutely had the Cardinals number and uh, pretty much no one stepped up. Nobody scored in double figures. The guys that you expect to be there, like Spencer Jones, like Jaden Dallaire, uh, like Michael O'Connell, they played fine, but they didn't have unbelievable games and they didn't do enough to put any dent into, into that blowout lead that Arizona had the entire way. So Stanford, just can't compete with the best teams in the country. USC was somewhat of a fraud being there in the top five. USC is not winning the Pac-12. And, uh, and this game really demonstrated that, that the teams that are the best are just a completely different level from Cardinal basketball. We saw that with Baylor. We've seen it with Arizona. Uh, and that's not really going to change anytime here in the near future. And it really said a lot about about the possibilities this year for Stanford. So then moving into the last game of of this five-game span that we're talking about, it was against Arizona State with Stanford coming back and getting a victory on their home floor, 79-76 to against the Sun Devils. Ellis, can you give us a quick recap on this one? And then, Jabril, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well.
2: Yeah, this was one that it looked like Stanford had in control, especially after halftime. Cardinal with a 10-point lead at the half. Arizona State had a second-half comeback. The game really turned into a free throw contest. Stanford shot 41 free throws. Bobby Hurley, of course, upset the entire game. He got suspended uh, for their game. That's happening right now as we're recording against USC. Um, Yeah, Stanford 41 free throw attempts to ASU's nine. Uh, Very huge free throw disparity there. And the game ended, of course, on three free throws for Brandon Angel, which he hit all three to win the game for Stanford. Um, Big performers in this one. Michael O'Connell had a big resurgent performance, 16 points. James Keith, 10 points. He hit a lot of free throws down this direction. This is not something we've seen from him in the past. Harrison Ingram, 13. And then, of course, Brandon Angel with the game wing points. He had 16 in total. So, Stanford did what they had to do to get the win. But, of course, we had sweated out a lot more than we thought heading into halftime. And
0: Jabril, what did you see in this one?
1: Yeah, as I've mentioned, uh, the free throws, 41 attempts for Stanford, could only nine attempts for Arizona State. Uh, the refs were calling ticky tack fouls on both teams. I really don't think Bobby really had much of a complaint in terms of it being called unfairly. I, I watched that game. I Obviously I'm a little biased, but I tried to watch it objectively and it really looked like uh, both teams were getting those fouls called equally. Um, yeah. Overall just, it felt like one of those games that Stanford was going to blow once they started to blow it uh, the 15 point lead in the second half. And then it just disappeared really, really quickly. the, Trademark offensive disappearance for five minutes in every half, it seems like, happened. Uh, yeah, it was it was a rough game. ASU is not a very good team. They've shown flashes of being better at times this year, but they didn't play too well. They shot seven for 25 from three-point range. Stanford saw nine for 19. Aside from the free throws, that's your difference in the game. So ultimately, Stanford got away with the win. Got, I guess... Lots of free throw shooting. It was nice to see them shoot 78% from the line. That's a very, very good sign compared to how they've been in the past late game free throw shooting, but nothing convincing here and just an ugly win, but the win's a win. Yeah,
0: Arizona State is a really bad team uh, the other night as watching them play against Colorado, um, just getting absolutely whooped by them. Um, Colorado being a team that I personally don't think is very good. They got a couple talented players there in Walker and Batty. Um, But I I really think that this Arizona team is is almost as bad as it gets in the Pac-12. So a three-point win on your home floor is not good. A story of the game, though, for me is Brandon Angel. 16 points, three for six from three. A guy who continues to step up quite a bit um, in these past five or so games. Uh, You can oftentimes see him there as as a leader, um, as a guy who's going to continue to improve as he moves through this program. And that's definitely something to note. Um, So he's a guy to continue to watch here. But overall, not a very good win against an Arizona State team that played against Washington State earlier this season and lost 51-29 to uh, in what was one of the most embarrassing games I have seen for Bobby Hurley, a guy who has not done much good for this program in the past couple of years, despite last year having one of the most talented teams in college basketball. So not a lot of promise for that program, not a great win for Stanford, but like you said, Jabril, a win is a win. So that takes us through those past five games, managed to get through all of them, and now we can talk about the two games in the week ahead both against ranked opponents starting out on Thursday on the road against USC. Jabril, tell us a little bit about that one.
1: Yeah, USC is going to be out for revenge after Stanford uh, put their first loss on USC's record a few weeks ago here in Maples. Uh, you, Stanford just got to do a good job of stopping Isaiah Mobley again, and Stanford can, and USC are two of the tallest teams in the nation, so they'll go head-to-head. Winning the rebounding battle is very, very important as it was last time. I believe they lost it by one rebound, maybe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but those te- two teams, very good at rebounding, very physical teams. Uh, it's going to be on the road. Stanford hasn't played very well on the road this year. They have the one road win at Washington State, but since then they haven't won a game uh, on away a court. They won some in neutral sites. Uh, I'm definitely not sold on Stanford's ability to go into L.A. and win this game. It's going to be a really, really tough one, but one that would be huge for the resume if they were to pull out a win.
0: And Ellis, what are your thoughts on this road matchup against the Trojans?
2: Yeah, Stanford has the blueprint for how to beat USC, but at the same time, USC is going to make adjustments and come back stronger. I'm sure Isaiah Mobile is going to be gunning uh, to get the win, try to score as many points as he can. Stanford, you're going to have to – Shepard Goodwin had a lot of blocks in the last game. You're going to have to watch what they're doing in the paint. Boogie Ellis – uh, was dangerous also. Drew Peterson did not have a good game last time out. I really think USC is going to come out with a lot more fire and Stanford's just going to have to match it, show up on the road if they want to get the season sweep over the Trojans.
0: Yeah, not much is going to change uh, since our last preview that we talked about uh, when Stanford was playing USC. USC is still not very good, in my opinion. USC is still good enough to beat Stanford, especially when Stanford's going to USC. Um, And like you guys said, Isaiah Mobley is going to be looking for a big game. Drew Peterson is going to be looking for a much better game, a guy who is a very talented basketball player. He's one of the guys on this team that I, I think very highly of. You also just can't expect to have 20 plus point games from Spencer Jones and Harrison Ingram like Stanford had this last time around. Uh, I have a little bit of concern that this is going to look a little bit more like that game against USC last season. It's not going to be that much of a a bloodbath there. uh, But I really do think that uh, that USC is just another decent team in the Pac-12. And what we can look at is probably Drew Peterson to have a much better game than last time. And that might be a big difference maker. So then. Stanford plays what is arguably and probably going to be a more difficult game on the road against number seven, UCLA. Uh, UCLA had a lot of hype coming into this season after that, uh, after that deep run in the NCAA tournament last year. And everybody was looking at them as a possible national title contender. They kind of got exposed early on in the season. But Ellis, what are you thinking ahead of this, this big road matchup? Yeah,
2: another top 10 opponent for Stanford, another opportunity for a resume-boosting win. But it's going to be very tough. It's going to be very tough. Of course, everyone knows Johnny Juzang for the Bruins, scoring threat from anywhere on the court. He basically did it all for UCLA in that game against Stanford last year that Stanford was just able to win, thanks to Oscar Da Silva. Um, But UCLA has a lot more weapons than just Juzang. They also have Jaime Jaquez, Tiger Campbell, Miles Johnson, who is a name a lot of Stanford fans probably don't want to hear anymore after the whole recruiting thing last year. Um, and then they also bring up, bring off Peyton Watson off the bench. Who's a five-star prospect who really has not been given many minutes this year. And he hasn't been able to impress like many thought he would. People thought he was going to come in and contend with Harrison Ingram, be a one-on-one battle down the, down the stretch of the season for freshman year. But Peyton Watson just hasn't been getting the minutes and able to do that Harrison Ingram right now, running away with that award. But I think this can be a very, very tough game for Stanford. If they can stop choosing, they have a big shot, but they're going to need, all hands on deck. They want to get a win here in Poly Pavilion.
0: Jabril, what are you looking at ahead of this UCLA Stanford matchup?
1: Yeah, it's all says UCLA has all sorts of weapons that can beat. Yeah, uh, I do think they're far more beatable than Arizona is. Uh, I think they're a much better team than USC is also. But on the road, second game of a road trip, uh, it's going to be really, really tough for the Cardinal. I just think UCLA has way too much here. I would agree with
0: that. UCLA is a worse team, definitively, than Arizona. They're a better team, definitively, than USC. They just have more talent than USC, quite simply. I think Johnny Juzang is going to cause a lot of problems. For this Cardinal squad, I think he's probably going to know it knowing the fact that Stanford oftentimes plays teams where they just can't contain one player and that one player absolutely goes off. I could see Juzang going off for 30 plus points in this one. I think it is a quality UCLA team and playing on the road right after another hard game is never, never easy. So before we talk about sort of big picture here and what's going on with Stanford basketball, Jabril, we got to make our predictions. And I believe you're one game ahead right now in the predictions. We both predicted all of those three wrong, which was really a a mess with those three games in the week before. Um, and, And now it's time to talk about these UCLA and USC games. Jabril, what are your predictions for each of them?
1: Yeah, I think the LA schools just have too much talent on the right now. I think Cardinal can go toe to toe with USC and talent wise sometimes, but uh, otherwise, they're just too strong. And I really think that the USC, uh, USC and UCLA are going to win both games. So I'm going go over two on the
0: I agree completely. I think uh, Stanford is going to lose both of these games. I don't have a lot of doubt like I did the last time around pretty much about all those games, but uh, these ones, I'm pretty confident that USC going to take down Stanford. They're going to learn from that last game. Uh, It's also going to help them playing on their home floor and they're going to get a pretty big victory here. And then UCLA just has way more talent than Stanford. Uh, I think maybe on Stanford's floor, Stanford can compete with them because I don't think they're that good. Uh, Their 20 point loss against Gonzaga is really, really revealing to me because I'm not a big believer in Gonzaga this year in the way I have been in years past. I don't think they're the best team in the country or anything necessarily that close to that. So this UCLA team is good. They're not amazing. Good enough to beat Stanford without question. Stanford will go 0-2 this week. So let's talk about big picture and where Stanford basketball is at. It's been a turbulent season. There have been a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Ups, including that win against USC. Downs, including 16-point loss against Santa Clara earlier in the season. So, Els, what's the big picture here for Stanford basketball? What are the postseason projections on your end? Uh, where do you think Stanford stands in the Pac-12? How's the future of this program looking at this point in the season?
2: Yeah, I think the picture has changed drastically in the past two weeks. He would ask me after the wins over USC and Washington State in the net ranking, Stanford was squarely in the, on the bubble picture. After the loss to Washington, they tumbled back 30 spots down and they now currently sit number 93 in the net squarely off the bubble picture so stanford needs to get a few more wins if they want to be back in the ncaa tournament conversation big opportunities this week but of course very difficult opportunities this week um, heading forward we'll see how they do after the la trip but i think right now stanford like i said Stanford has to get a few big wins if they want to be back in the ncaa tournament picture definitely in the nit picture so it'll be interesting to see how it goes the rest of the way
0: Gabriel what's the big picture on your end
1: yeah, about the same. I think Stanford's on the NIT bubble right now. Uh, again, that win over Washington, I think they were on the tournament bubble. Uh, but that was a really hard loss there, which is currently a quad three loss. Uh, they need to stack up some wins. I think they need to get one of these wins this weekend. And then their schedule lines up from there, and they need to go on like a big win- stretch where they're winning three out of every four games. So I think Stanford's off the bubble right now. They're, they're pretty far off the bubble right now. Uh, maybe they an NIT team right now. So a long way to go.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty consistent with where I've been for the rest of the season on this. Stanford's not an NCAA tournament team. The loss against Washington is bad. Loss against Arizona is telling that Stanford's not competing with the best teams in the country. Uh, A couple losses this week definitely would not help. A couple wins would help a lot. But this Stanford team is not making the NCAA tournament. I don't even think they're going to make the NIT. I still do not think they're that good, but they have gotten a couple more quality wins than I would have expected them to get. Uh, I think that road win against Washington state stands out. The win against Wyoming stands out. The win against USC stands out a little bit, but again, I'm not sold at all on them. I do not see them being a ranked team come the end of the season. So Stanford's not looking like a tournament team right now. They might be able to push themselves onto the bubble. They've at least got to win one of two in this upcoming week if they want to have any chance there, but I see virtually zero chance of Stanford making the NCAA tournament at this point in time. So that's it for this podcast. We were able to talk about past five games. We were able to preview the next two games, talk about the big picture. Now it's time for Stanford to go out and prove themselves. If they can get some quality road wins this week, It could be a new conversation talking about the NIT and NCAA projections, but that's it for now. Make sure to tune in next time. My name is Teddy Solomon alongside Jabril Taha and Stanford daily men's and Stanford men's basketball team manager, Els Boone. Thank you guys for listening.